0: you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 103. And today we're going to share with you how you can put together a marketing funnel in just one hour. So stay tuned. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Sam and Tim edition of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Wow, I really tripped over my words there, didn't I? Yeah,
1: <laughs> only 103 episodes in we've forgotten what, <laughs> what the show is called.
0: <laughs> it's like, no, my brain was saying it, but I couldn't get it to come out of my mouth. But, I, but I'm here, I've caught up. How are you today, Tim?
1: I'm doing well, Sam. How are you?
0: Um, apart from tripping over my words just then, just, I am doing just, fantastic.
1: You know, just I'm I one of this is early onset dementia. <laughs>
0: Don't even laugh about that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Not here's, even funny.
1: Here's a thing I heard the other day. If you want to sort of stave off on of, um, dementia, you should start to clean your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Uh-huh. All right, play an instrument, uh-huh. learn a language and read upside down.
0: Read upside down. Well, there you go. I'd also heard that when you dry yourself, when you get out of the shower or the bath to do it in a different order, do you know how hard that is? You don't realise you do it exactly the same every day. So that was actually something I was doing last week, and yeah, I did try and brush my teeth with the with the other hand, but swapped over because it just said, felt like I was going to choke myself on my toothbrush.
1: I know, you feel like an absolute spastic, don't you? <laughs> oh, I have actually done that because I broke my thumb on a leisure, and it was in a cast up to my elbow, and it wouldn't bend far enough to get my toothbrush into my mouth.
0: <laughs> gotta say, there's, oh, a lot to be said, there's a
1: lot to be said for electric toothbrushes
0: absolutely we're not talking about
1: toothbrushes or dementia today we're talking about um marketing funnels and how to sort of knock one out in maybe an hour
0: absolutely when i when i suggested this you're like yes let's do this this is a great idea because i think that um well I mean, you're going to go more into it, but marketing funnels is like some sort of mysterious faraway land with mist and unicorns that a lot of people don't understand and they can get caught up in marketing funnels for hours, actually days, days. I've seen people get caught up in this for days.
1: Well, look, this comes back to some of the stuff that we've talked about before about making sure that you focus on the stuff in your genius zone. Okay. Uh-huh. So firstly, if, if building funnels is not in your genius zone, don't do it. Literally, get someone like me or somebody to go and do this for you. Right? So that's. Well, the
0: this is where I'll say I design my funnels, but I do not implement them. That's why we keep people like you, Tim, very close friends.
1: Yes, keep your, keep your friends closer and your enemies
0: closer. <laughs> 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 what does that say?
1: All right, so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the funnels today, what they actually are, why you, you know, should have one in your business and, you know, what to, I guess, what are the components of the funnel that you really kind of need to put together, possible to actually build a funnel from go to low in under an hour.
0: Totally is totally. Right. Well, it's is. not going to
1: be a particularly complex funnel, but it is possible to build something from start to script, start to go. Start so, to well, let's
0: start off. Can, can you explain in? very easy to understand terms. What is a funnel? Because I think, you know, we hear funnel hackers and all these crazy words, and it really isn't that mysterious. People make it way more mysterious than it actually is.
1: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about marketers. I'm going to let you in on a little secret right now. I probably shouldn't. I'm going to be like that magician who shows everybody the tricks. I might have to talk to him in a little quiet voice right all right all right. So, right so no one gives it up okay so our funnel is just the thing about market is, is that we have this remarkable propensity to create new terms to describe something that someone has always ever done because mm-hmm. here's what we know new sells
0: absolutely all right absolutely so, Right.
1: so for secret number one right if you're creating something and you want to call it something new people are going oh i've never heard of that before that sounds exciting so i Funnel is just a new marketing term to describe how you move someone through your business from the point where they don't know who you are through to becoming a customer and potentially beyond that point of purchase. Mm -hmm. That describes a funnel. Now, if you've ever seen a funnel, if you want to go and do a Google search right now for marketing funnel, they're generally shaped like the funnel that you sort of put milk in the top or whatever at the top and, you know, it comes through the bottom, Okay. And it, it kind of describes that controlled process by which we move people through generally three stages: top of funnel, where people become aware of us and opt in for something that we've got a resource; the middle of funnel, where we nurture and build a relationship with that person and demonstrate the value we have; and the bottom of the funnel, where we have our sales conversation. Right. Yeah. So you might hear them this called, you know, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. You might hear them described as different stages but generally speaking and what we're doing there is it looks like a funnel because we have more people that we build awareness with fewer people that we nurture and then even fewer customers at the bottom who then say yes I'm ready to go right?
0: absolutely no I've actually I'm going to jump in there Tim because I know that well we're talking here top middle and bottom of funnel and you have mentioned on this podcast before that it's 67 percent of people aren't ready to buy now so this is why I, Every single part of the funnel is really important and a lot of people forget about this middle of funnel. Would you agree there? Yeah, and this absolutely. is the place where we have to nurture the most amount of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if anyone listened to our last episode back in 97 when we did our joint one, the last guy in Sam and Tim episode, we talked about the mistakes that people make in business. And I think because we've kind of grown up with Maybe you sort of many of us have grown up with sort of TV advertising. We go straight from two mistakes I think most businesses make straight away. First one is 10 kids on the first date. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. Hi, I don't know you, but you should buy my stuff because it's awesome.
0: Uh-huh. All right? Uh huh.
1: Or, hi, we should have 10 kids together, okay? Generally doesn't happen. And the second mistake they make is crickets, right? Yep. You buy from somebody at the bottom of the funnel and then you completely forget that they've got a resale cycle, right? Yes. Even funerals have a resale cycle. No. Yes, they do, right? Wow. The person, here's the thing. The person buying a funeral is not the deceased.
0: Of course. There you go. You can... get... <laughs> can tell I don't deal with with funeral directors <laughs> I, I don't haven't I I even thought of that but yes okay. makes sense <laughs>
1: just about everything has a resale cycle some are really quick and others are not right so even beyond the bottom of the funnel there's this process that we need to look at beyond that right so generally speaking a funnel describes the process by which we take people who are unaware of who we are through our relationship to the point where they purchase and then potentially beyond purchase right? totally so that's, that is what a funnel is
0: love it okay. so Who are the... What sort of businesses would use an online funnel? Because we are uh, specifically I, talking about online here.
1: Well, we're specifically talking about online, but I think just about any business can use a funnel of some sort. It doesn't matter whether you're a supermarket. Last night I was talking to a cleaning company in the UK that specifically deals with hazardous materials and industrial cleaning. Right? They have a funnel. Right? They need mm-hmm. to educate. They need to sort of connect with their customers, mm-hmm. right? educate and nurture those customers until such time as they to buy and then get them to raise their hand and have some form of sales conversation. Yeah. So you yeah. can be a clairvoyant, a pearl farm, a you know carpet company, whatever. It doesn't really matter. You can build a funnel for just about every single business. Yeah. Totally. I think the thing that people forget again is that when we put out and when we build our websites, our customers are coming to us with some form of question, right? That we have the product or service that can solve that question. Okay. But if we help them answer part of that question, educate them on how to buy our product better, that's the start of our funnel.
0: Totally. I'm just going to jump in here because this is, you know, a lead magnet is one of the peop- one of the things that we would do to bring people into the top of our funnel. And just this week I had someone reach out and she reached out because she said, I downloaded your lead magnet and it was There was so much information. There was so much quality in there. Like I knew straight away you were the person I needed to work with. And so many people say, I'm afraid to give away too much for free. And it's just such a scarcity mindset and it's such a, um, you know, if you download something that just clogs up your inbox, you get emails and it doesn't add any value, then it's not something you give a a second glance at. So. You know, I I would love to think as we're going through this that we're adding value to our prospects the whole way through this funnel.
1: Yeah. Well, look, you know, just use the cleaning example, right? So hazardous materials cleaning. We she doesn't have a lead magnet, you know, to start the relationship, and we just sort of hypothesised a couple of titles. Most people don't read your content. This is the this is the thing. Uh So uh you deliver a lead magnet. Most people won't read it. But what you've got to do is give someone a the title of the lead magnet that really sort of starts to grab them, right? So the Three things so the one we came up with within last night was I think it was something like the three things you need to know about dealing with hazardous waste, um, so that you don't melt your face off.
0: Yes, yep.
1: All right, now if I saw that and I've got hazardous waste, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I need that.
0: <laughs> I need my face.
1: <laughs> kind of, kind of attached to my face. It's you know, it's important to me. Uh, so we can do that. And that there, I have said this before. Right? There are two types of people in the world, um, right? There's, there's um, DIY people and done for you people. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are both done for you people. If there's something we need done, we'll just say this, and mm-hmm. take this money, go take it, right? Because we know that our time is more valuable. To Way
0: our- too valuable.
1: Okay. So done for you people will almost never become DIY people, no matter how much information you give them. The second thing is DIY people will will either A, never your client in the first place, Uh no loss for you, right by telling them what to do right and b if you as you discovered give them enough information to try it themselves and they go wow there is so much that I didn't know the person they come back to is the expert who told them the process in the first place
0: absolutely I was explaining this to a client the other day because he was saying oh but Sam you know my client or my ideal client isn't the DIYer and I said yes but everyone is googling that if you can produce that content that a first person that is the DIY were never going to be your clients anyway, but you never know if they could refer someone down the track, Or the other type of people are the people that just go, oh, okay, I thought I was the DIY, but this is too hard. So we have to really think outside the box here.
1: Yeah. So really, I mean, that sort of describes what a funnel is. The next question, I guess, is why should you have one at all? And you sort of touched on it a moment ago, Sam, that most people who come into your world are not yet ready to buy. What's the
0: number, Tim? I think you said three percent before.
1: Here's a like while we're throwing out some stats. Here's some scary stats for you. Right, two percent of people are ready to purchase from you on the first point of contact. Uh-huh. That's just two percent. So, if all of your advertising spend and effort to bring people in your world, just two percent are ready to buy. Now, that are not the people who do buy from you. They're just ready to buy. The solution, you are not necessarily the answer to that problem that they so
0: they might be ready to buy, but they might be ready to buy from. A
1: pool of ten people. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Second touch point, three percent. Third touch point, five percent. All right, fourth touch point gets to about ten percent. Right. And most sales, eighty percent of sales, are made between the fifth and twelfth touch point. All right, and that's why it's so critical to then bring people in their world, give them something of value that starts the relationship and then nurture them through the middle of the final traits creates, creates more of a relationship. Okay. Right. Now, another scary stat for you forty eight percent of sales leads are never followed up.
0: I heard you talking about this on LinkedIn just last week.
1: I know, right? 48%. <laughs> right? 25% of salespeople only follow up once, 15%, twice, t- only 10% of salespeople will follow up more than three times. Right Now, if we're looking at this correlation between when people make sales, when people buy, and when we try and, and how often we follow up with people. This is why it's so critical to have some form of funnel in your in your business that we can continue to nurture our relationship with people who are not yet ready to buy for long enough that they do so. Yeah. Okay. And look, we're always ready to sell. But when our customer's ready to ready to buy, we damn well be ready to sell to them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So where do we start, Tim? You okay. know, because this is quite a it, sure, it takes. You know, we can get it done in an hour, but there's some things that have to happen behind the scenes to be able yeah. to make sure that in that hour we can get it done.
1: That's right. A lot of this comes down to actually creating content that's really valuable and answers, out. You know, understands, uh, answers our customer avatars, you know, key problems. Doesn't necessarily yeah. solve their problem completely, but yeah. just answers them and makes them more aware of what their options are or educates them about what that process is. So I think the sort of key components of a sales funnel is that a you need some form of steering and marketing automation system, right? So that people who come into your world, you're going to tag and segment, right, based on where they are in their sales funnel.
0: So, I'm just going to jump in here because I know that this is your world. So, by tag and segment, you mean we would tag them that they've taken a certain type of action so that we know that they've got a certain type of demographic or interest. And by segment, that's possibly putting people into different buckets depending on what it is that where they are in their business or what their pain points are in, in whatever it is that your business helps themselves with.
1: That's right. Yeah, and it also helps us understand where our marketing efforts are most effective. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I'm sharing my lead magnet on LinkedIn, I might create a different landing page for it, which is the second component of a funnel, right? Um, I've got to point my traffic to something for people to get something. Mm-hmm. I need to no know tell them where to go to get this stuff, right? So. If I know that, you know, 80% of my leads come in via LinkedIn and yet I've got 20% of my leads come in via maybe partners referring, um, you know, traffic to me. And yet, you know, 18 out of 20 times a conversion is done with my partner and yet, and one out of 80 times a conversion is done through LinkedIn. Well, maybe my marketing efforts might not necessarily be best focused on the thing that gets me more traffic, Mm. but the more effective traffic.
0: Yes. Yes, because the quantity isn't always the quality.
1: That's right. More likes isn't the
0: goal. No. And the same with a big list. You know, I would rather have a list that had a smaller number that was super focused of my ideal clients than, you know, and you would have seen this back in the, like the early 2000s, probably even the late 90s, people buying large lists of twenty and 30,000 email addresses. And then, you know, their open rates were woeful. Yeah. Because they were, it was just a, a number. It wasn't actually quality leads.
1: Yeah, and look, you know, I was 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 talking to someone the other day on on uh, on Facebook actually about you know social media is where it's at, right? Because email open rates are so low. Well, email open rates are so low is because we're not really qualifying the people we're bringing into our world Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and we're buying lists and going all sorts of things social media can't do all of our fun yeah absolutely i need to have a more intimate conversation in the same way that if we're at a bar and we meet a nice girl or guy right we want to move them out of the bar to have a more intimate (laughs) conversation
0: worried about what you were going to say there Tim so I'm glad that we're that's, talking that's, conversations we
1: are on a PG rated show <laughs> I
0: was just checking I just okay. didn't have a little panic so
1: in terms of the components of our infrastructure that we need right? so yes. we need a CRM and automation system we are yep. going to be dealing with more people than you can manage manually right and try to remember who they are Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone is at a different stage and we need to kind of, well, I guess, automate the process with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second thing we need, right? we need a landing page. Now, mm-hmm. if you've got a CRM system um, that can build landing pages within it, awesome. If you don't, there are plenty of ones that you can plug into, you know, lead, click pages. Funnels, lead pages, Instapage, et cetera, Up, Unbounced. There are a lot there. If you've got a CRM system like ContraPort or um, Keep, the landing page's functionality is built within those those platforms so you don't need to do that integration.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay.
1: The third thing you need is something of value, right? We sometimes call this a splinter, a tripwire, an ethical bribe, or a lead magnet, right? It's something that helps your customer move along the journey between their pain point and where they want to be this payoff. Now, if we consider that our business is made up of some marketing up front, a few clinks and whirls in the middle that deliver a customer outcome and profit coming out the back, the only way we get more profit coming out the back is to either make the machine more efficient, mm-hmm. right, or do more or more effective marketing. Mm. right and if you're finding your profits are rollercoastering right now going up and down it's probably because you're not consistent enough about your marketing and this is one of the other reasons we build funnels is because it builds this consistency of customer process that works the same way each and every time
0: yeah now i do want to go back and touch on something you said because even though i've mentioned it and you've mentioned it this is just such a an important piece. We're offering something valuable or something of value. And this is where I find that a lot of people trip over. They put together something in, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes that I look at it and go, oh, like that's that's not even helpful to me at all. It's not designed nicely. It's not valuable. And you know, I think that there is a lot of people that are worried about putting too much value in their freebie, but I think that we need to turn that thinking around and say, how much value can we offer in our freebie?
1: Yeah. You don't necessarily have to answer everyone's problem. Okay? Well,
0: you can't, right? Can't. You can't do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what a book is called, all right? <laughs> that sort of stuff, okay? But even books can be wise in their own, you know, um, offers in their own right. Um we want to sort of give answer part of the problem, but in a in a enough information, right? Let's be honest. It actually solves one customer problem, but then creates another one.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
1: right. So because, because- well. If you're a different
0: problem. Well, let's think about this like in a really adult way. If we're an expert in what we're doing, we cannot solve everyone's problems in one PDF. And if we try to and we don't open up, this is the next pain point that you're going to discover, then we are actually doing our ideal client a disservice because we actually aren't helping them because we're like, you know, putting the the rug over the problem.
1: Absolutely. Now, to forestall the question that you're probably thinking on as you listen to this, how long does your your lead magnet need to be,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you can get away with one page.
0: I actually think that one to two pages is a good lead magnet. Yeah. And that, well, I don't know about you. I have actually downloaded ebooks before, but I've never read one from start to finish.
1: Well, my longest one's 47 pages. Yep. That's probably most of my nice downloads. It's pretty comprehensive. It's almost like a mini book in itself. Right? Yeah, but nice. Most of my lead magnets are between two and five pages long.
0: Yeah, nice. Cool. Right.
1: Just says, have you thought about these things? You know, do this little checklist. I encourage people to make them interactive. Okay. So we've got our CRM, we've got our landing page, we've got our lead magnet, right? and now we need a follow up sequence. Mm-hmm. Okay
0: and you mean a, an email sequence?
1: It doesn't have to be email this is probably one of Ooh. the biggest mistakes that people make with marketing automation is thinking that it's email.
0: Cool, tell us more Tim.
1: Okay so email is probably one of the most common types of follow-up process that we can use to either deliver or to continue to communicate but we can mix it up all right? and it's going to be appropriate to your particular audience all right? So we can use some lumpy mail or letters, right? We can use SMS, we can use email, we could use voicemail, right? Phone calls. Phone you know, call. and we can use tasks, okay? Now, if you've got a good automation system in place, it can actually build workflow, mm-hmm. right, that says, on this day, three days after someone's done that, get on the phone and call them and say, hey, just touching base. How'd you find that? What was your biggest takeaway, mm-hmm. right? Now, you are gonna get occasionally some really interesting stuff, like I did with a customer the other day. It said, thanks very much for liking my post on LinkedIn. I'm um, curious to know what your biggest takeaway was. And I'm just going to quickly jump in my phone and find it because this is hilarious. Where's he gone to? Uh, and he said, my biggest takeaway was chicken and rice and cola and seafood and potatoes.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to be funny and um, missed the mark. Well <laughs> no, this
1: is the thing, right, we don't know who's going to follow, we don't know who's going to opt into our funnel, Now he's Egyptian, so English is a second language, right, and when I said what was the biggest takeaway, he thought I was referring to food, not
0: <laughs> what, to
1: learn, what to learn from our article. Right? So we've got to think about these things as we do the follow process.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I would recommend, at a minimum, you do a three, you know, probably a sort of three to five step follow up process. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one, is deliver. The second one is, here's my epiphany. Do you need help with this? Mm-hmm. Right? I really like the big epiphany. This is my big discovery. A lot of our customers will buy from us because we've been through this process before. Right? Well, for
0: most of us in what we do, it's because we're solving a pain point that we had. You know, we're often our past avatar. Is that what I'm trying to say? Yes. <laughs> we were, we were us in past times. That's right.
1: All right, we we are teaching from we are you know, teaching and coaching from a position of expertise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even I'm teaching from a position of expertise. I ran an online business for many many years. We sold advertising. My customers couldn't convert the leads we were sending, them, so I learned how to do it and taught them.
0: Yeah, nice. So you solved a problem, and now you know how to help other people solve that same problem.
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah. So this is what we're doing. So we need a sort of three to five step process. Okay, deliver the resource. Ask if you want help. Value add. Value add. Ask if you want help. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's generally the sort of follow up process that I would have off the back of the delivery lead makers. Now, we can get a lot more complex than this, mm-hmm. right? You could put webinars in to say, "Hey, thanks very much for downloading that. Now come to my webinar. Here's a sneak preview. Blah blah blah." Obviously, the success of our business to date is because there's a whole bunch of people said yes. Right? Mm-hmm. The success of our business tomorrow is converting all the people who said no.
0: Hmm. Nice. Well, there's a quotable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is like quite a bit. <laughs> Let's stick that in somewhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so in, your, in our one hour marketing funnel, we want to keep this nice and easy. I think the biggest problem that I see most people make is, you know, bite off more than they can chew the first time, fail miserably and don't go any further and actually, you know, quit. But let's not make it about that today. Let's, yeah. what's next? Once they've got their CRM, they've got their landing page, they've got their lead magnet or their, you know, their piece of value, they've written their email sequence. What's next?
1: Well, next we start actually, we put it into practice. We've got to drive traffic at this thing. And if we don't drive traffic at the thing, right, it's a funnel with nothing pouring into it, right? Nothing's yeah. going to come out the bottom unless we pour things into the top, right? So the next part, next stage of when we take these things is really looking at what are the people who are not opening my emails to it? Where do I move them to? If I got to the end of the sequence and someone hasn't purchased, you know, what I'm trying to sell, what do I do with them next? Where do I move them to? Do I move them into some form of general nurture sequence? Do I start offering them something else? Do I retarget the people who got to the end but didn't buy that thing you know, my next lead magnet, right, which we can do as well. So we've got to look at, you know, how do we then take that baseline and mature it? Now, in terms of how long this takes to put together, we've called this the one one-hour fun. You know, how to do you know W business in half as many hours It's because we built this thing that now executes the same way each and every time without us having to do it, and we can focus on driving traffic into our funnel rather than having to do the components. Because every time I write one of those emails, that might be you know five to ten minutes of lost productivity. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want to have to do that, right? Now, that's, if I'm every time I'll bring someone in, that's now 25 minutes of emails to go. Well, let me attach that PDF. Where's it gone to? and was, uh, say, hey, thanks for downloading, here it is and just wanted to follow up three days later and, oh, how's it going, you know? Um, is that is that a challenge for you do you need help and here's my life story and oh by the way here's a natural thing right? if we can save 25 minutes of time every time someone comes into the world doing the same thing we're going to get huge amounts of productivity back for us to then drive more traffic to them totally a lot of the systems we've been talking about can build right you can just choose a template and say that's the template i want i'm going to change a couple of words in the text i'm done probably the longest part of this process Is actually creating the lead magnet itself,
0: yeah, making
1: it look pretty, but
0: it doesn't. Who who does that?
1: (laughs) It doesn't have to be as beautifully designed as some of yours, Sam.
0: I do take pride in it, Tim. <laughs>
1: okay. right. So th- this is the next step is taking what we built in the very basic, you know, choosing our template, just getting a Word document, which we use for our customers all the time, converting it to a PDF, writing, you know, five short emails to say, do you need help? Here's the resource. Thanks for downloading it. Do you need help? Oh, by the way, here's another thought. Here's another thought. Hey, do you need help, right? Yep. Those are very short emails, right? but we can build that whole system in less than an hour.
0: Yeah. Once we know our our ideal client, what their pain points are, what it is that they want in the future, and how do we personally help them solve it. Once you're really clear on those things, this is actually a piece of cake. If you can't answer those questions, I wouldn't suggest starting at your funnel. I would suggest starting at being able to answer those questions first. You're (laughs) you're laughing at me, but... I
1: I, I agree with you, right? Because this this is one of these fundamentals in business. If we don't know who our customer avatar is and what we can do and how we can solve their problem, we're just going to attract a whole bunch of people into our world who are the wrong people. Mm. And it's going to take us longer to deliver. We're not going to enjoy it. It's not going to be as profitable for us. And we're going to go, this business thing is really hard. Those people are not going to get the outcome they really want that we kind of promised them. And therefore, they're not going to refer us to their friends and family and, and colleagues.
0: Totally. So, let's just do a recap. So, the funnel, we need the CRM or our email marketing system, landing page, your item of value or your lead magnet, your follow-up email sequence, and we've got a funnel. And then we're not going to talk traffic today. Then it's just about pointing traffic at that and having people go through your funnel. It's actually not that hard when you break it down into those steps.
1: And once you've got one, uh, guess what? It's just like guys fishing on the beach. You just put another line in the water. You build another one and another one and another one. Right? if someone doesn't catch on to the first one, maybe they'll get to the second one or the third one. You know? As long as we can we can keep creating these funnels as we go. And then as we sort of work out that one's working, I can then mature it and make it a little bit fancier than it did originally.
0: Love it. Now, I believe you have got... A super fantastic resource to help people create their one-hour marketing funnels. I
1: do indeed. It is called the one-hour funnel. <laughs> Strangely enough, right? Had your business in half as many hours. That's not the really one-hour funnel. It's actually called the one-hour marketing machine. There you go. There it is. But you can get that at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash funnel.
0: Excellent. And I suggest that everyone jumps in and grabs a copy of that because for anyone that hasn't downloaded Tim's stuff before, it's super easy to follow, super neat. It's not as pretty as my stuff, but (laughs) sorry, I just had to dig that one in. Mm. No, it totally is. It absolutely is. I was just having a go at Tim then. because you know i'm your co-host and i'm allowed to yeah it's not really <laughs> <laughs> so parting thoughts tim if there was some, you know really one thing that you want people to understand from this episode or walk away with what is that i
1: think the thing that i want to get people to take away is not necessarily the structure of a funnel and what goes into it i think the thing that i want people to take away is that if you really want to grow your business Okay? You've got to have your business run more machine-like. It's got to be able to deliver the same outcome for a customer each and every time from prospect to to customer, right, and then from customer to kind of happy customer, uh-huh. right? And it's got to do it without you, okay, because otherwise you would just run of hours. So if you want to go from six to seven figures or even five into, you know, high six figures, You've got to have a system that executes the same way each and every time and be far more machine-like. Totally. Right? That's, that's, my, that's my sort of takeaway message for this, right? So if you want your business to grow, you have to build this infrastructure into, in, into it, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, you'll find yourself going, why isn't my business growing?
0: Totally. And I see this often with people, and I know I've said this over and over. I don't even know how many times I've said this now. Of course, I've lost count, but people that come to me and say, I need to do Facebook ads or I need to do Google ads And they don't even have something set up so that they can just rinse and repeat or bring people into this, into this funnel. So this part is super, super important. You need to know who your ideal client is, what it is you're selling and really reverse engineer all of that in this process that you've talked about today that takes them from I've got a problem to I know that this person is the person to help me solve it.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Sam, what's our next time?
0: Yeah, this is one of my favourite topics, the importance of having a personal brand. What is it? Why is it important? And why is it even more important now than in any other time in history?
1: I know people who wear the same coloured shirts all the time.
0: So do I. <laughs> <laughs> is- and a personal brand is so much more than that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Looking absolutely. forward to that episode. That's uh next. We've moved to Wednesdays now, haven't We've we? We've
0: moved to Wednesdays. Yeah, I know. It's 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 cool. we now we're three times a week. Well, you but, are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said we. You're right. I am. <laughs> oh, no, we do love that you join us once a week, Tim. For everyone that's listening, we'd love you to give this episode a like if you got some info, or if, of course you've got information. If you got some value from this topic, give us a a comment. Oh i'm
1: off of the planet today oh my god <laughs> let me t- let me take over okay if you really like to today's episode we'd love a like a comment or a share on facebook on instagram or wherever you found this particular episode today we really appreciate that um or let someone know you think we get value we appreciate it if share that as well um hope you'll join us next time on the thought leaders business lab podcast the ask sam and tim episode of course all the opposite of episodes where sam is talking to some amazing guests on the show And we look forward to joining you next time to talk about personal branding.
0: Thanks so much for covering my butt, Tim. I appreciate (laughs) you and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye for now. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor – surrounding myself with like-minded people people who think big like me who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business that's why i've created a free community especially for thought leaders and experts just like you and i'd love you to join us just request access to my free facebook group at thought leaders in a circle if you enjoyed today's episode i would love you to share this on your favorite social account just head to Riley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.